Hey, good morning, Drive Time. Welcome back. As always, I'm David Drum, and today I am joined by the one, the only, Josh Dulaney. Josh, thanks for being here yet again. Dude, glad to be back. Glad to be seeing you via Zoom, even though I see you a lot in person. This is always kind of a fun, uh, fun way to recall the last two and a half years. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So as we've done with uh, a few of the other pastors on staff, um, I've got questions for you. And these are, I mean, we start with the deep, hard hitting, and then we lighten up towards the end. Um, but, uh, so we're, we're going to, we're going to get right to it. Um, what is your all time favorite movie and why? Oof. That's tough, man. I'm a, I'm a movie guy. I like movies. So to pick a singular all time favorite movie, that's a tough, uh, that's a tall order. Um, I mean, looking over your shoulder, here's what I know about you. Oh, you clearly yeah. have an affinity for Frozen. Yes. I mean, you see the the costume behind me. I mean, obviously, I'm watching that movie once a month. So, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, probably, I, I would say easily, I mean, anything Star Wars um, is pretty, uh, it's pretty much right up my alley. Um, I like, I like things. Um, in space in general, I just, I, I think space is kind of a, you know, that big mystery. There's like, what, what's really, you know, going on out there, you know, we've only been to the moon. So, um, I like things that kind of address, even though like star Wars obviously is a very outlandish idea of what could possibly be out in space. It's just a cool, you know, imaginative way to do it. And I like, um, I really like, this is going to sound uh, goofy when I say it, but I like good storytelling. Um, which has not always been seen in all the Star Wars movies, but in uh, in the ones that you know did it well, um, I mean, just the redemptive arc of even just the originals from the seventies and eighties, and seeing um, this evil, terrible dude, um, Darth Vader, and he comes back and he gets redeemed at the end. I mean, what a better, uh, you know, hard to find a better uh, secular version of the redemptive story of what Jesus did for us than to see that in Darth Vader. So, um, I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi guy. I love superhero stuff, but star Wars, I think hands down, if it's on, I'm watching it. Even if it's not, I'll probably turn it on at some point. So yeah, it's my, it's my background noise. All right. So I, I guess that's all right. We're, we'll, we'll lighten it up a little bit. That's That was a little deep. Uh, yeah. and all. Uh, that was very uh, theological, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, very, very deep indeed. Um, right. <laughs> um, so, what are your disciplines, whether they're physical, spiritual, um, you know, personal? What what disciplines do you have? Um, I have a few. Um, I'll try to hash. I'll have more like the spiritual ones. I feel like that's, those are the ones I'm probably better at right now. <laughs> Other ones I'm still working on, but, um, I mean, I, uh, I try to spend at least a little bit of time every day getting better spiritually. Um, I, uh, I really do believe that I, I probably can't get to a point where I'm good enough and that's not to say that like I'm always reflecting on myself like oh you're a terrible person 
it's just, I don't ever want to feel like I've completed, you know, life for me and I can't get any better or any more mature or any more, um, you know, uh, spiritually intelligent or anything like that. You know, if, until I start writing books that are, um, you know, better than what Paul wrote, then I've got work to do. Um, but for me, I got some, my disciplines are, I, I'd like to read a lot. So, um, my problem is with reading is that I start a lot of, uh, reading and I don't finish that reading. Um, so, uh, like I'll pick up a book and I'll read like the first three or four chapters or even five chapters in and may- maybe only have a couple of chapters left, but I'll just set it down and then I'll pick up a different book. So, um, I have a hard time finishing books, but I like starting them and getting what I can out of it. Um, so there's good, there's good and bad there. It's like, Oh man, I stopped reading once I feel like I got what fed my soul out of that, but I probably should get into a better habit of finishing that book. <laughs> um, so um, but every day, I mean, it's usually in the morning before I get started and usually my lunchtime as well. Um, I spend that time just reading. I enjoy reading. So, um, even if it's only 20, 30 minutes, just whenever I can make good use of that downtime. Um, and then another discipline I have is I like to, um, I like to get specific and carve out time for creativity. And so creativity only exists in margins. And so, um, with as busy as we can, we can get sometimes here at the church. Um, I have margin in my calendar for margin, if that makes sense. Um, to where I don't even put it on my calendar. And that might sound strange because if it's a discipline, you should be able to, you know, say when the start and finish time is, which I generally do, but I don't even like to label it on that. It's kind of just like, this is a free thinking. How can I do something better? How can I accomplish something more, be more efficient? How can I get from point A to point B? as creatively as possible. And so for me, um, a lot of what that looks like is, um, I constantly have my creative antenna up and I'm looking for things almost all the time that I can use in a different context. So, you know, I, uh, I have a notebook that, um, just has my list of ideas. And when I see something, that I think I might be able to use in a different context later on, I'll write that down, whether it's an Instagram post or a song or a story or something that at some point, I don't know what it would be for, but I write it down because I might need to come back to that later. And oftentimes that comes out, whether in our, in our kids ministry, creative meetings, or uh, when pastor Corey has creative meetings for, um, a series or a message, a lot of times I'll bring those things out and those make their way into like our weekend services or even pastor Corey's messages, because I just go back and I look at them, but I don't rely on my brain to store all that information. I have to go back and find where I wrote it down. So, um, another, just, that's another one of my disciplines that I'm actually really proud of is that I create margin for creativity, but I also write it down and I go back to it and I even analyze it. And about once a week or once every other week, I'll go through and I'll look and see if I've used anything or if there's something that I'd like to use that I haven't found the application for yet. And so it's just trying to connect those pieces of what it is and what it could be and how I can use it to illustrate other things, um, either at work or, um, otherwise. Gotcha. That's, that's interesting. The, the, you know, even you're out of the box thinking doesn't even get put into the box you know, yeah. so to speak on that, on the calendar. It's just an interesting thought that popped into my head while you were talking. So, all right, 
This next one, uh, I, I definitely, I, I know that we could live here for, for an extended period of time. Uh, okay. But how do you reconcile humility and confidence with pride and arrogance? Because it's like, we all want to be humble. We all want to be confident. You want to be proud of who you are and what you're doing, but nobody wants to be seen as arrogant. And I feel like these, these four things come, you know, and they, they crash together somewhere inside of us. Yeah. And, and so how do you, how do you reconcile where to go with that? Man, that's an awesome question. Um, I think I'll be honest for most people my age, I feel like that's probably going to be a, a pretty difficult, uh, that's going to be a pretty tall order <laughs> no matter what. Um, cause I feel like for the most part, once guys get past a certain, um, how do I put this puff in your chest out age? Some of that stuff doesn't matter to you as much. You know, you're like, ah, I got a family and kids to worry about. And, you know, I'll just, I'll just do my thing. Uh, but for us young guys who struggle with it, <laughs> um, still, um, man, I, I, I may be uh, a difficult person to ask that question to, because I personally don't do well with, um, with like cocky people. And that's not to say like, I don't think people should be confident in who they are confident in what God's called them to be or confident in general. Um, but whatever gets to like past that level, it's like, just like cocky and arrogance. You know what I mean? Like I have a hard time with it personally. Cause I don't do well with that type of personality. I enjoy a much more humble person, but I think, um, uh, in terms of reconciling it, I mean, I, I do think that, um, I, I, I think as much as we think these contrast one another, I think they do go hand in hand pretty well because humility is not simply just being a doorstop, uh, a doormat for someone either. You know, I mean, you can be a humble person and also be respectful of who you are in a sense that, you know, if, if I know that, um, I'm a really, I'm a pretty good kids pastor. I'm okay to say, you know, I'm a pretty good kids pastor. The humility side comes in with, I could always get a little better. You know what I mean? And so to, overly lean in the humility side is to almost reflect on yourself. Like you don't acknowledge the gift that God's given you, but then to overly lean on your, um, kind of cocky side is to, um, kind of ignore completely the other people around you who you're trying to influence. And so I think the balance there is a little bit of just, you know, being secure and knowing who you are without disrespecting who God has created you to be. And I think there's just a balance there of trying to figure out um, how can I do it? Cause obviously for me at the end of the day, I want to be able to positively influence the people around me. And if someone's like me and they don't handle that cocky attitude, well, they're probably not going to listen to me, but also if I'm just like, Oh, you know, well, uh, you know, I just, I really wish you guys would listen to what I have to say. You know, Dave, I really appreciate you having me on the drive time. I just wish that, uh, I just wish more guys would listen to whenever I talk. No one's going to, no one's going to listen to that because I don't have any confidence behind what I'm saying. I don't have any pride in it or joy, or even it doesn't sound like I'm passionate or I care about the things I'm saying. So I, I, I just think it's a balance. And I think they go hand in hand um, as much as they sound like they contrast one another. I actually think they complement each other more than not. Um, 
it's an interesting perspective for, you know, having asked that question to a, a, a group of people at this point, um, it's, you know, there, there's an identity component that's been similar with everybody, you know, knowing who you are and, and, and where your, your strength comes from and what your identity is. Um, that's been a con a constant theme, but you, I feel like you took a different direction. Uh, and it's very interesting where you talked about, but not disrespecting who you've been called to be, um, yeah. it's an interesting perspective, uh, where it's, it's, it's not about the ego side of it, but it's, it's a sense of being true to that person. You are confident that you are. Yeah. Cause I think, I think who we are is a gift. I mean, to be able to be confident in who God's created you to be one, I think that takes time. I'm reading a book right now. Actually, this guy was talking about at least um, the first part of it anyways. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm only in chapter three right now. So hopefully this is one of the bigger books I've started. So hopefully I finish. My goal is to finish. I've made up my mind, but I say that every book. So who knows? <laughs> but um, I started reading this book a couple of days ago and this guy is 40. Uh, and so he's, he's got a little bit of years on me. Obviously he's probably smarter, more wise than I am. And um, he said that it took him almost these four decades to, um, to actually be okay with the fact that he's kind of a nerd. And, um, that he kind of, uh, in order to make sense of his thoughts, he spends time in the shower saying them out loud, um, before he goes and like says them to other people. And apparently his wife kind of jokes them about it a little bit, but he's like, I'm a nerd. It's who I am. He's like, I'm not telling you that to be like, Oh, you should be more like me, but I'm a little more secure in who I am now than I was when my wife and I first got married. And I tried to hide the fact that I would talk to myself a little bit. And while you might hear that, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of goofy. But at the same time, I mean, this guy's been married for almost 20 years now. And he's talking about how he just like, they recently made this transition in their marriage. It gives me a lot of confidence as a guy who's been married for just under four years now. So, you know, all right, man, maybe some of the weird stuff I do isn't as weird <laughs> whenever, um, whenever I think about it, you know, cause if he can be okay, he's also a very successful guy. Um, if he could be okay with, you know, being a nerd and being himself, um, and kind of sharing that with other people, then maybe I can be okay with the way that God's created me and not, not be arrogant about it, but I'm confident being confident in, in that. And I think there is a little bit of a respect nature in terms of, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the gift or the identity that God has given you. Okay. Well, I think we got time for, for one more here. Um, what is something you are trying to get better at? <laughs> um, finishing books <laughs> um, besides finishing books. Well, uh, okay. I'll touch on that one just for a second though. So my, my goal last year was a book a month. And if you know me, like as much as I enjoy reading, I'm just bad habitually with it. So I think I did uh, roughly a book every other month is what I've actually finished. So this year uh, I started more books than that. That's just what I finished. And so this year it is to completely read one book a month. Even if I do pick up and put down other ones, I want to completely read. They'll double my figures from last year. Um, and then, um, so that's one. And then another thing I want to get better at is, um, and this might sound weird. Um, I want to get better at, uh, taking time off work. Uh, cause I'm not good at it. 
if I'm being honest, I have one, I have a hard time with it. Cause I actually enjoy going to work. <laughs> um, and two, I, I, my wife and I both, we have a hard time planning it. So like we'll schedule like a week off and then it'll be like the day before. And it's like, we have nothing planned for those five to seven days that we're off work. We're just like, Oh, we have a vacation starting tomorrow. What are we going to do? Like, so, um, I actually like to get better at being intentional about the time I take off. Uh, I'd like to take off a little more time this year than I have in the last couple of years. Cause the first year I didn't hardly take any time off work because it was COVID and it was crazy and all that stuff. And this last year I took maybe two total weeks off separate from each other. It wasn't like concurrently. It was like a week here, three days here, two days there. It was kind of jumbled up. And so I want to be a little more intentional about taking some time to get away this year. And also being, um, uh, being good about what I do in that time and planning and, and at least a little bit, making it at least worth the time. Other than that, I'll just go fishing every day. So, uh, which I'm not complaining about, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty bad at that. I'll just either not take time off or I'll not do anything with my time off. So, um, working on it. Okay. So because it's drive time, even though we're doing a little different format here, where would you, which one of these do you think really carries with it something that you could pass on as far as the guys are concerned this week, something that they can step into this week? Uh, you know, is it, you know, mapping out, you know, and being intentional about improvement? Is it, you know, something to do with the humility and confidence um, yeah. it, or discipline? I mean, what, what, what's a, the one you'd, you'd want to land on today? I would want to land on the, the disciplines one um, because, uh, and I'll just do a, a very short, I know we're on a time crunch, so I won't dive into this too long, but um, very short story. There was this guy, um, he's a famous singer. He's written a lot of songs for churches. If I told you his name, you'd know him because he's from Hillsong. Everyone knows Hillsong. Um, at some point in a church service, you've sang a Hillsong song, um, but he got mugged. It was a few years ago in New York city, walking down the street. And, um, this story really stuck with me because the guy took his money. Uh, I think he had like a silver ring on his hand. So he took the ring and, but he begged and pleaded and said, please, please, please don't take my cell phone. The guy was, uh, wanted to take his cell phone as well. And ended up, he did take the cell phone, but when asked about it later and he said, why were you begging the mugger for your cell phone? He said on the notepad of my phone, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of song ideas that I've either, um, actually written songs from, or that I will never, ever use. And he said, the truth of the matter is some of the best songs I've ever written came out of some of the worst ideas I've ever put down on that notepad. And it, occurred to me is like, man, how many times can I say in my life that I have hundreds of anything? Um, and his discipline is that anytime he was in the shower or in the car or wherever he would stop and he would write down, you know, the, the, the lyric that he was thinking of or etch out the melody or something like that. So he can go back to it later and see if it would, um, turn into a song and, um, just that discipline alone. He's again, one of the most widely successful, um, songwriters for the Christian church in modern history. And, um, he has hundreds and hundreds of song or had hundreds of song ideas. Now at the time I heard that, I was like, I don't have hundreds of anything. So I think 
as much as we, you know, I, I mentioned, I like to write things down and go back and, and that's one of my disciplines. Um, the encouragement to that is most of what you're going to write down is probably going to be junk that no one wants to see or hear or think about, or isn't going to be useful in another context or whatever, but you got to weed through all that junk to get to the one piece um, of goodness. And so um, that's where I think the discipline comes in, comes in because um, if you do it once and it's good, it's not discipline. You got lucky. And if you do it once and it fails and you don't get anything out of it, well, then you just gave up. You got to keep up with it because over time it'll develop, you'll get past the junk and it'll end up being something really good. So um, that's why I think it's a practical discipline. So I hope whoever listens to this, um, that's, that's a takeaway. Just create some space, write it down and uh, hopefully use it later. Well, that's, that's cool. That's a, uh, it, an interesting way to do it, uh, to just continually jot those little one-liners down. So, well, Josh, as always, thanks for, for taking the time to, to invest in a men's ministry. Um, you and I have talked this, is, you know, Cape man is something near and dear to your heart. And, uh, I, I, that reflects in the way you prioritize time with us. And I, and I'm grateful for that, uh, for one. And I know the guys listening are, are appreciative as well. Awesome. Dude, thanks for having me. I always love it. So, uh, anytime someone mentions uh, a drive time on my calendar, I'm like, I'm there. Sign me up. <laughs> Great. All right, guys. We'll see you again next week here on Drive Time.